You're listening to Awkward Situations with Ziggy and Jay Tross. Come on and join us. Good afternoon. Good <laughs> afternoon. Good afternoon, Ziggy, my man. What's going on, bro? Hey, chilling, man. Just another Sunday afternoon, man. What is going on with you? Listen, man, ain't nothing going. How they said, ain't nothing going on but the rent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you, man. Well, there's a lot going on. It snowed today, man. Yeah, I, I got a little flurries. I mean, it wasn't much. I mean, but nonetheless, I mean, this, this, uh, what winter is not trying to go nowhere. Listen, it's, listen, try to hang on. Last week, this time, I was in Barbados. And my son looked at the forecast for the whole week, and it was 83, 83, 83, 83 every single day. And my wife was like, how can it be 83 every single day? Like, they're making stuff up. Like, how can it be consistently 83? I said, it's either 83 or 88. In the summer, it's going to be 88, 88, 88. What is 83 now? And I come back, and... At, at first, the weather was in the 50s. I was like, okay, all right, I, I can rock with this. And then it got close to 60. I'm like, okay, all right, all right. And then today it snowed. Really? Seriously? Listen, our listeners are probably saying, they're wondering why I'm not saying much. Um, <laughs> and, and, I'll, and I'll tell them why. He drinks Haterade. That's, what, that's what's happening right there. Listen, this has nothing to do with no Haterade or anything like that, or Gatorade for that matter. Listen, this is all about respect. Okay, respect the weather. Okay, you live in this great state, the first state, and you ought to uh, carry yourself accordingly. When you leave the state and the country, you take a coat with you and you wear that coat no matter how hot it is, because, you know, when you get back, it's going to be cold with the rest of us. I ain't got time to be hearing about no great Barbados in 83, 83, 83 when it's 53 here. You know what I mean? It's only the fifties, and it snowed today, so that even makes it worse. Oh yeah, tell me about it, man. Like I'm in shell shock right now. Like I should, I need to go back. Now I see why people back. leave for the cold weather and then come back in the summer, man. Listen, listen, man. It's um, it's 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 good to have you back, though. It's good, you know, that you you made it back to this uh to this cold place. But yeah, yeah. I went outside today, man, and I I looked. That's like. Was that a flurry? <laughs> like the whole day was just like gloomy. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I don't even know if the sun even came out. The sun was like, not today, not today, not today. The sun said it's too cold to come out. <laughs> right. Exactly. 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 Yeah. But listen, man, today's episode. Yeah, what's the topic? Today's episode is awkward situations on an airplane. Okay, okay. Awkward situations <laughs> on an airplane. How many of our listeners have been on an airplane? Tell us about your awkward airplane experience. We want to hear about it. Even before we start this show, we want some data coming in on awkward <laughs> situations on an airplane. Hey, listen, I've, I've had my fair share of um of flights um throughout the years um i don't i don't know you know when you talk about awkward some people may say uh you know 
It's just a plane. I mean, you're going to get these awkward situations you're in a tight spot, right? You know, tight location. But but Ziggy, man, tell us about some of your awkward plane rides. I mean, you know, since you just came from Barbados and all. <laughs> all right, well, let me look, let me start off with when I was when I was about seven years old. I had to take a plane from this island called Saint Vincent. And I had to take it to one of the smaller islands in the Grenadines because St. Vincent comes with a group of islands called St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Mm -hmm. So we took a small plane. Now, check this out. Some of these islands are so small that they cannot take regular big planes. So they had to split people up from the bigger planes into smaller planes. One of the planes that I happened to be on as a seven-year-old was a three-passenger plane. What? Now our flight got in late, so they had two. On uh, they had two spots on one plane, and then one spot on the other. Mm-hmm. But they weren't sure about one of the spots on the one that had two. So my dad said, "Well, let my son go first, and me and the wife will go on the second one, just in case I have to get off. At least the mother will be there." It was a snow, not snowstorm. It was a thunderstorm. It was raining cats and dogs. Mm. It was lightning and thunder. I get on this plane, and every time you hear the thunder, the plane shifted a little off to the left or a little off to the right. And then me, as as a little seven, eight-year-old guy, I'm looking at the little rivets that keep in that plane together, mm-hmm. and those things are shaking. Like it seems like the whole plane is shaking. So imagine being in a big plane and then mm. shrinking that down, shrinking that down to like a paper plane. <laughs> the wind and the rain, they were shaking that plane so much that I was so busy looking at the rivets and the rivets looked like they were getting looser and looser. Mm. So I was scared. So that was my first awkward situation because I was without my parents. Another awkward situation is, um, I was a little deaf when I was um, younger because my tonsils and adenoids swole up on my left side and covered mm-hmm. up my ears. Well, covered up um, the, the eustachian tube on the mm-hmm. inside, so my eardrum wasn't vibrating. And then to add insult to injury, I had headphones on. So I was taking this flight, and mind, I was by myself again. I was 15 years old, and I was traveling from New York to Chicago and it had a stop in between, but I had forgotten about the stop. And so what happened was I got on the plane, put my headphones on and I was listening to my music. It's back in the um, early nineties, had my headphones on, just bopping. When the plane stopped, I got off the plane, right? Mm -hmm. So I go to the carousel in baggage flame. <laughs> no bags are there. And I'm like, yo, where are my bags, man? Like, what's up? Where are my bags? And I'm tripping. Then I looked around and I was like, oh, this don't look like the right airport. But as soon as I figured that out, a flight attendant comes to me and she was like, are you Siegfried Howe? I'm like, oh, it's just But uh, she was like, are you? Sorry. So I was, uh, I took my headphones off and you're like, are you, you know, are you Ziggy? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
She's like, the whole plane's waiting for you. Why do you get up? <laughs> She's like, come, 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 come. You got to go. Everybody's waiting on you. So I grab my bag and I, oh, well, she takes off running. So I grab my bag and mm -hmm. I take off running and the handle burst and everything fell out of the wow. bag. So I, now I had to stop and pack everything back in the bag. And I got a hook. I got to hug the whole bag because the handles aren't working. So she was like, come on. For 30 minutes past, you know, past takeoff time. So I go and I get on the plane and you should see the looks. Everybody, uh, they were looking at me like I was the devil scourge, man. Like they looked at me because I had held the plane back by 30 minutes. And because I was on the age, they didn't want to leave me at an airport. Right. You know, um, so that was another awkward situation. I was I was on a flight. Mm -hmm. This was after um, this was after nine eleven, mm -hmm. and on a flight from um, I think it was from New York, New York to Chicago, to be <laughs> exact, uh, Chicago O'Hare, I believe it was, and. Um, you know, people are already on edge, right? You're already on edge. And we were, we were, you know, we were set to land. I mean, they were, you know, the pilot said, you know, the, you know, the uh, flight attendants, you know, buckle your seatbelts and, you know, we're starting our descent into Chicago or airport <laughs> and we're descending, you know, we, we, we're, we're coming in, right? I mean, I can see, I mean, I've taken that flight so many times. So, I can see where we are. I can see the the ground. Listen, the plane, the plane. I, you felt the wheels touch the ground, mm -hmm. and then that thing took right back off. <laughs> <laughs> the looks, the awkward looks on everybody's face, man. Everybody just nobody said nothing. You looked at each other. You were just like this. You. <laughs> And then he went back around, of course, and then took the, you know, took the landing. He never came back on the microphone at all. He never came back on the loudspeaker and said, hey, you know, we had a plane that was coming in and, you know, whatever. never, he didn't even say, you're in Chicago now. The temperature is 65 degrees. Enjoy your, <laughs> I think he was in shell shock for a moment. <laughs> No, I, I tell you, uh, I've had an awkward situation. I was looking at a plane one time. I was looking at the window of the plane one time, mm -hmm. and a plane went by. It's kind of quickly almost took off plane, <laughs> and the pilot's like, "Yeah, um, just want you to know that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> Somebody's flying <laughs> on a route that isn't theirs." Their eyes are supposed to be above us or below us, but not beside us. But wow. they, they went by us like fighting shit, man. But uh, yeah, so uh, oh, when I was about six years old, my father was coming in to Barbados from one of the islands in the Caribbean, mm -hmm. and the plane was doing what what you were just talking about. It came to land and then it went back up, and then mm -hmm. it came around and it came to land and it went back up. And it kept doing it over and over and over and over again. And then someone came and told my mother, the landing gear isn't working. Mm. The wheels won't come down. And they're just circling up in the air, waiting 
for the for the plane to run out of gas. And the ambulances came, the fire trucks came, the policemen came, and they were all on the tarmac waiting for this plane to just fall out of the sky and wow. everybody be dead. And so we're all there, and it's an awkward situation because at the last minute, the pilot's like, we're going to try this one last time because we don't have enough fuel, and we can't land because if we do, it will rip oh, the plane apart. Yeah. So the best we could do is to try it one more time before we fall out the sky. Wow. And the landing gear came out at the last time. And my dad was the first one off the plane. He comes out the plane with a big stupid grin on his face. (laughs) (laughs) And that was an awkward situation because everybody else comes out like, you know, doing the sign. Right, right, right. Around like the Pope, everything. And he comes out grinning from ear to ear. So that was an awkward situation, you know, at the airport. Have you ever had a situation where you're arguing with somebody about your seat on a plane? I was just only to realize that that was the seat number for the connecting flight, not this flight. (laughs) Yes, yes, I've done. I've definitely done that before. And I mean, you know, because you look at those tickets and you put them away because you don't want to lose them. So yeah, in your yeah. head, you're thinking your numbers, you got your seat number, you know, because you don't want to pull anything out while you're trying to get onto the plane. And I've done that before. I mean, to the point where the flight attendant is like, I need to see, you know, see the tickets. <laughs> and she's like, this isn't, you know, let me see the tickets and show the ticket like, oh, snap, I'm in the wrong seat. But, you know, what's even more awkward is actually I saw where um, two people actually had the, the the same seat assignment. Oh, wow. Literally had the same seat assignment. And what's the awkward part was it was a full flight. Mm. So somebody so, got to get off. Somebody had to get off. Mm-mm-mm. That's crazy. But whoever That's crazy. got off, of course, they got a, you know, hey, here's a, a voucher, ticket. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Here's a voucher, you know, whatever. I take that in a minute. Now, I remember back in the day, like, back in the day, if you missed your flight, you didn't lose your money. They'll give you another flight to catch. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times now, if you lose your, like, if you get delayed or you miss your flight, that's all she wrote. Like, a, a lot of times, they don't even want to even look at you. Right. You got to reschedule. You got to pay a scheduling change. <laughs> I mean, it's all this other kind of stuff, and you know, it can yeah, be three people yeah, on that next. They can be three people on that next flight, and they tell you the flight's full, <laughs> just because you was late or didn't make the flight. Oh yeah, hey, talking about making the flight. Let me tell you what uh, what me and my wife did. So going to Barbados, we 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 left out of um, Pennsylvania. You know, um, the Philly International Airport. We go to um, but we go to Miami, and then from Miami we go to the next plane. Well, we had forty-five minutes to change flights. Now you see the arrow in there somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Forty-five minutes. When a plane lands, it takes about twenty minutes before you even get off the plane. Right. So we got off on E four. We had to go to D twenty. Man, we were running. <laughs> we were running. <laughs> we were running so hard because we had twenty minutes. Now, mind you, we're running with mask on. We're, we have mask on. This isn't like free running like back in the day. 
when you're free to breathe however you however you can. We have masks on and we're we're just booking it from terminal E to terminal D. While we are running, we hear over the intercom. This is the final call for the Howell family. <laughs> <laughs> we are boarding on gate D20. If you do not get to the boarding area, your your, your ticket will be null and void. We'll give you a seat up. Wow. So we start to run even faster. We told my daughter and son, go ahead of us because... The two old folks, we cannot keep right. up with them, man. But they were struggling too, because once again, you're breathing through a mask, trying to run. Man, we get on the plane, we are sweating. We sit down, and they tell us to buckle our seatbelt. We didn't even have the strength to buckle our seatbelt. <laughs> we, we're sitting there, we're like, "Are, are we alive?" I'm gonna go. We all pulled out. We all pulled out our um, our butyrol, or whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. And we just took our puffs, man, because we were like, yeah, we about to have an asthma attack or something. But it was awkward because we were sitting this, everybody sweating like, yeah, this, we barely made this plane. You know, so so that was awkward. Have you ever been on a plane? And this seems to happen to me a lot. Somebody around me is always letting one go. Like every 10 to 15 minutes, it just crop dust in us. Listen, I've never had that situation occur. It happens to me all the time. As, 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 that seems like every episode, Siegfried, Siggy. <laughs> it seems like every episode, Ziggy that you have some type of gas situation occur at some point in your life. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. If it's not me, it's somebody else, man. But I'm telling you, it's always, it's always a situation. Like, I, I, Hey, but the weird thing is, I kept smelling it, but every time I pulled the mask down, it would go away. I was like, is it my mouth? I was like, get my breath. You ain't got in your system. <laughs> I pull it down. I'm like, it's gone. Is that me? <laughs> no, but for real, though, I'm like, <laughs> no, but like, have you ever been in a situation where you smell like weed, right? And then you pull your, like, you pull your mask down and there's nothing there. It's like, what the, what, what it's, in that, it's in that cloth. It's in the cloth. It's a, it's a crazy thing, man. Yeah, but um, have you ever seen first timers on a plane? Like, <clears throat> like how they deal with the plane taking off and and going yeah. up in the air and, and 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 landing and all that stuff. I remember when I was eight, I went to this little island, and this guy was coming back to Barbados with us, and he's looking out the window, he's looking at these clouds, and he's doing this. He's trying, like, he's imagining that he's squeezing the clouds. And he was like, I want to take some clouds with me. I'm like, yo, that's drops of water. And I'm eight and I'm a rat. And he was like, but they look so cushiony and they look so fluffy. I just want to put them in my bag. I'm like, yo, that's a cloud. And he was a grown man. <laughs> Talking about he want to take clouds with him. Everybody looking at him like, okay, you know what? You, you, you just showing how green you are. Like, you've never done this before. Right. <clears throat> 
Have you? Now, ever- I tell you, uh, um, the, a weird situation that happened to me is um, this lady had she never um, been on a plane before. And we had turbulence, mm-hmm. and this time I was a teenager. We went through some turbulence. She grabbed me by my arm and she dug her nails into my arm. Wow. And she would not let go. It was like a cat holding on to a mouse. And when she let go, and she's like, I'm so sorry, but I can't let go. I'm so sorry. And so she's apologizing the whole time. Why is she holding your arm? While she's digging into my arms like a like a cat. And she she literally drew blood. But uh, she was very apologetic. She was nice about it, you know, but she just would not let go. Have you, had, have you ever had somebody fall asleep on you? Like a random like a random dude, just all of a sudden he falls asleep and the next thing you know, his head's on your shoulder. No. Like, um, you know what? I, I think so. I think no. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely. Listen, I try my best. Let me tell you, I, I, I sit there and I pray. So if I'm flying by myself, I pray that no one sit next to me. I literally pray. I be like, I don't need anybody to sit next to me. Please don't sit next to me. And then if you're sitting next to me, that there's that space in between us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, uh, I and and so and but you know the feeling is though I can see the person coming. Like it's almost <laughs> down to the last few people, and I got a whole row to myself. <sighs> the whole row. And then I look, I look on the side, I'm like. I can see them looking like, uh, but no, that, that has never happened um, before. But what, what has happened is that person that sits in front of you. Now I got long legs already mm-hmm. and you decide you want to put that seat back. So they push that button for that seat to come back. And I'm sending myself like, come on, like you, you don't really need to come back that far. Like I can see the top of your head. Like get your head up. <laughs> That happened to my wife on this last trip, man. Um, the first plane that we were on coming back was a nice big plane. The second one, it it looked like spirit or something, man. Like I don't even know what happened. She was watching a movie, then all of a sudden the person put their seat back. She couldn't even see on. She couldn't even see the. She couldn't even see the show anymore. So she's pushing at. She, She's pushing on them. I'm like, girl, you need to stop that before you start a fight on this plane. She's pushing. She's like, come on, come on. I'm like, stop, stop. You can't be doing that. She's like, then no. I'm like, you can put yours back too. Like, you can't. We stuck here. We can't be those people on YouTube fighting on the plane, man. Like, stop. But she was she was wilding out on that, man. I was like, I ain't fighting today. I'd have been wilding out, right? I would. I'd have been right with her. I'm like, we're not gonna do this, sir. We're not gonna do this. You should have slept before you got on the plane. <laughs> have you ever? Have you ever? Um, like you rushing to get on the plane, right? You running late already. You rushing. I mean, you you, you know you trying to get through security mm-hmm. and you go through all this and you running, you running. Oh man, you just running, 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 and you get to the gate and they talking about the plane is delayed. <laughs> That's happened to me before, yeah, yeah. That that's happened to me before. Um, I've even had to fall. I've even had to sleep at the airport because I missed my connecting flight. Mm-hmm. And 14, 15, 16, slept in the airport by myself, 
And the people who were supposed to pick me up on the other end did not know because that, that was back then before cell phones and all that right. stuff. You didn't have all the you didn't anticipate that problem, so you didn't have the number to call the people to let them know that that you missed the flight or the flight was delayed or they're not coming in that night. And so you you know, hey, I've had to sleep at airports where I had to put my put the um my, my luggage on. I had to either sleep on my luggage or loop my hand inside it to fall asleep so nobody would go with my stuff in the middle of the night. It was weird, man. Like I've had some good experiences at the airport. Let me, let me tell you about an awkward situation. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't remember exactly how it went, but I'll give you the the basis of it. We were at the airport waiting to board. So have two kids. They had to be. Yeah, we had the two kids, and one of the children, the boy, <laughs> he was over there doing something crazy, right? He was, but he was also looking crazy. <laughs> My son was doing something looking crazy, right? Looking looking crazy enough for the people to think that there was something wrong with him. You say your son? Yeah. So so you know how you got pre boarding. <laughs> They said that we can go ahead and pre-board now. <laughs> oh man! I sure took advantage of that pre-boarding, boy. And I was like, "Listen, hey, I need you to continue acting like you act until we get in these seats." <laughs> hey, listen, tell me why my son got randomly searched at the airport in Barbados. And they didn't just search him. They got that little strip. You know how they rub off your clothes? Oh, yeah. Get in the machine. I'm like, does he look like a bomber? Like, why are you doing all that? And they just rub all around his coat, rub. They went inside his pockets, went inside his um his bag. And um, I was like, what the world? And then they said, can you just go sit over there? I'm like, oh, snap. I'm like, wait, he had a bomb? Like, was he? <laughs> Why you gotta sit over there? <laughs> right? So <laughs> so then they um but but they randomly called him over the PA system and I'm like, yo, he's 18, I'm his dad, like what's up? And they're like, Yeah, we gotta search him. You can because he's 18, you don't have to be here, but you can be here. And they just go and they they did inside his shoes, on his shoes. They did inside his bag, around his bag, the, the handle of the bag. I mean, they did everything but his tongue. Listen. And then he had to go sit over to the side. And but but the good thing is they had eight other people that they called up after him. Right. But the blessing was he got to pre-board. Everybody who got searched and their families, they got to go on first. Oh wow. So that was really good. That was really that was really really good. I like that, man. But uh, I it was a weird feeling at first, though. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what happened to me. And this is awkward. Mm-hmm. So you know when you go through the air, the thing, mm-hmm. you go through the X ray machine now. Yeah, right. Yeah. They have that machine you go through, and it sees it's it's an X ray machine, right? It's like yeah. having an MRI done. Mm-hmm. So I had um I had a hernia. Mm-hmm. Had a hernia. Do you know that? So I had this hernia, and so the people were like, um, 
Like we need to check you. Yeah, you smuggling. <laughs> so they pull you over, just like your son, right? Just like mm-hmm. your son. They pull me over. They did the whole bomb. Now they did the whole bomb testing, and they were texting my shoes. And then it's like, oh no, we 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 gonna need you to come back to this room now. Oh wow, body cavity search. Listen. They had me back in the room, right? And so they was like, um, you know, I can't. so I was like, so at that point, I was like, oh, I think I could know possibly what they, you know, probably detecting, right? Mm-hmm. So I was telling the dude, you know, like, yo, I am, um, you know, um, and and I think I had even scheduled my surgery, whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, I have a, I have a hernia. He's like, yeah, hernia. He's like, that's it. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, and um. <laughs> I ain't gonna tell you something else he had said prior to that, but it was all good. But anyway, so they, you know, they doing this whole they they going all the way down your body. He's like, okay, all right, well you you good to go. But I'm like, Are these X-ray machines supposed to be doing. I thought it wasn't even supposed to get that deep. I thought you just supposed to be like, okay, they're not carrying no bomb. Have a great day. You sitting up here being medical medical professionals. Hey, hey, hold it. You didn't watch Total Recall. Total Recall had that thing where they had that whole X-ray thing. They could tell everything that was happening. Yeah, and that's what it is now. Ain't that crazy? That was Total Recall, like in the eighties. Oh wait, no, yeah, that was early nineties. Yeah, yeah. And now that's exactly what they're doing. You put, you go in, you put your hands up like this, and that thing. Oh yeah, spin you around. Got your whole medical life all in their hands. Hey, well, listen, you're not international, so let me. Um, one of the things that they do when you go, like when you leave in like the Caribbean to come to America. You don't tell people when you're leaving because people want to say, hey, you know what? Can you take this for this person or that person for me? I had a relative one time give me some, we call it sweet bread, but it's actually coconut. Yeah, Co- cocoa bread though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I was taking some of that bread up to a family member. And one of those situations, I had to overnight in New York by accident and I did not have any food. So I had to eat the I had to eat the bread because I didn't have no food. So when I got there, uh, you know, I was there. I was there like the next day. The family member called me and said, "Oh yeah, um, did you um bring the bread for me?" I was like, "Yeah, customs took it." <laughs> this this said that so yeah, I, I gave him some random thing, but um, but I had, I had eaten the food because I didn't have any food. You know, because I didn't expect to spend overnight there, but uh, that food got me out of a jam because twelve hours without eating would not have been good for a boy. Listen, listen, man. I was on a flight one time. Let me tell you, awkward situation. So I had, you know, um, I dread putting stuff under the plane, like mm-hmm. the, um, like the, um, what's it called, the. You carry on, right? Yeah, yeah. So you carry on to want to carry on. So um, I think at this time, I must have had the strollers with me or something, whatever the case may be. And listen, them things did not, they had, to, they got got up to the thing and they like, oh, we're going to put those under, under the thing. I'm like, why you got to put it? Why you just can't put this right here in this door? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, we got, because I already knew that was going to take three days for them to pull that thing from under the doggone belly mm-hmm. of the of the beast. Yeah. And um just standing there, standing, waiting, and watching everybody pass you. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I said, Can you scoot to the side a little bit? We got this. 
Man, I was the first person on because my child was a special one. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, listen. A friend of ours told us that everywhere they go on their plane, they don't check any luggage in. They just do carry-ons. So that's what we did this trip. And so that's why like everything we did for a week was in our hand luggage. Mm. And that's why running with that luggage was so exhausting to start with. But um, we actually enjoyed not having yeah. to wait for your luggage to get there because there are situations where I've ended up in some place. Like one time I went to Barbados and my suitcase never got it because like the connecting flight did not have enough time to get the suitcase from one plane to the right. next because it was too short of a time. And so I, you know, um, and that's why I started packing toothbrushes and stuff in my carry-on so that I still had toiletries, at least one set of underwear or something to actually go and, 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 and you know, for when I got there. But um, there are, here, here's a situation that happened in Barbados. There was a family with two bad behaved kids. And one kid was throwing the temper tantrum for an hour and a half. And when it was time for us to board the plane, you know what everybody was thinking. That child, they're going to be right behind you or in front of you. Like, no, nah, right beside me. <laughs> Either behind me, beside me, kicking my chair, something like But this child was screaming at the top of their head. They were bumping into stuff, hitting their head against the chairs. But they finally asked him to leave. On, on but, the uh, yeah, they're like, yeah, y'all ain't coming with us. Wow. <laughs> we can get you your own little plane. <laughs> like, you ain't going on this plane. But everybody was like, because I, I know we don't have the luck of the Irish when it comes to that. We we were the ones that ended up with that kid right beside us or right behind the mm -hmm. screen. Nobody wants that crying baby for no three and a half hours. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you can, you can, there's no way on a plane, nowhere you can go on the plane to get away from a screaming baby. Nope. But my wife once had to travel from Barbados to Miami, a three and a half hour flight when my daughter was teething. Mm. So she was walking up and down the aisle. That means everybody, all, the whole plane got to her. Baby cried the whole entire three and a half hours. But yeah, so she was that person that one time. Right, right. I was stuck in Barbados because I my, my student visa had had expired, and I had to apply for um, a green card. So I was mm. stuck in Barbados. So she had to come back up to America, not knowing if I could make it back or not. That was awkward for her because she didn't know if she was gonna have a husband anymore. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever have you ever waited for your luggage to come around the carousel and said, "That's not my luggage." Because they had tore it up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have learned in Barbados. Look, when you when you travel internationally, I've seen what they do to bar, um, luggage in Barbados. They be throwing that stuff up in twenty feet up in the air and let it drop on the ground. Not quite that bad, but yeah, they they tore some of my luggage up. And so we have two sets of luggage. We have the good luggage, and then we have the international luggage. The international luggage is the one that's a little beat up. <laughs> But it's a little sturdier, right? And right. and the cat and the, the um, national luggage—that's the one that goes in the back of the car. And you're trying to look prim and proper and sophisticated. So, right. so yeah, we have two different sets of luggage. But because we were doing the carry-on this time, you got to take all good luggage to Barbados. Hmm. 
But yeah. Yeah, yeah I done seen some jacked up stuff when it comes to um to luggage and at the airport. Awkward situations. Well, that- well, hold on. I got one more for you. Have you ever gotten <laughs> have you ever checked your bags in? And you gotta play that you gotta play the musical cheers with the luggage because you got one, like you got two bags that are overweight. So you're trying to take stuff out to put here and, and then you keep trying. <laughs> yes. Listen, let me tell you. And, and and they charge an arm and a leg for that stuff too. Oh yeah. I, $30 first. But, oh, but hold on. $30 just to check a bag in the first one. And then $40 for the second one. But overweight, they-, they $50, doing, I think. $50 yeah, for $50, overweight. Yeah. Right, so. $50 and the thing for is, the first bag. Right. For the first bag. And the thing about it is the crazy part is it can be 50 pounds in one ounce. <laughs> right over. It can be 50.1. And they charging you straight up. And I said, well, hold on, ma'am. We're not going to do that. I'm like, we're not going to do that. I got this bag right over here. Give me two seconds. And I will open that stuff right up on the floor. Yeah. And start adjusting. Because I think we had one that was like 55 pounds one time. <laughs> And I started adjusting it, and it was like at 52, and I still had to do it, and then 51, and then 50. And she's like, okay, you got it. But now I'm carrying this carry-on <laughs> that's weighing 37 pounds. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, the awkward situations, man. I had six bags, uh, two of them overweight, and we just trying to take stuff out, trying to get stuff matched up. But, um, you know, you could actually purchase one of those skills that you can – Hook onto your luggage and hold yeah. it up, and it yeah. tells you what the weights are. But um, yeah, but now that we doing the carry on everywhere we go, that's not going to be a problem. On, do the best you can. I will ship my stuff before I uh, <laughs> pay that extra fifty. I pay forty nine dollars to ship it. <laughs> <laughs> so now, awkward. I, oh. Yeah, have you ever sat on the um, aisle seat and the person at the window seat or the middle seat? keep get, getting back and forth because they get like they got stomach problems they got to keep going to the bathroom and you trying to sleep and they keep saying excuse me excuse me sorry sorry excuse me let me tell you something no matter where i'm at whether it's a plane a concert <laughs> movies uh, a restaurant you got a one you get one opportunity to get up and move that's it and i'll tell people straight up when they come back and sit down and they about to get up again i say listen sir ma'am kid you have one opportunity to get up. You don't get up anymore. That's a wrap. That's done. I sit at the edge. I sit at the aisle seat to, to man this area for the people. You're the gatekeeper. Hmm? You're the gatekeeper. Yeah, I'm the gatekeeper. I tell them, I tell them tripping down. And if it's on a plane, because when I'm at a concert or a movie, I say, no, 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 you got to go the other way. And I tell them on the plane, I was like, you can go that way, but I guarantee you're not coming back. <laughs> So it's best if you just have a seat. Yeah. Listen, have you ever sat in the middle seat of a plane and you got two big people on the side of you? I do my best not to sit in the middle at all, but there have been that time, those couple times where I did have to sit in the middle. And yes, yes, and yes. And, and nothing against anybody who weighs more than me at all, but it is uncomfortable. And not only that, and they hog, they hog the armrest. So you sitting there like this, yes, for two yeah. hours, three hours. And you know, I, I don't, I don't know if we talked about it on another episode about the etiquette for the armrest, but 
yeah, it is. We got to do something better. Hey, like Planes, that, hmm? like the Malcolm X movie, no man should have that much power. <laughs> no man, no man, no man, no man woman, arm boy, or girl should have that much power to be taking over all the arms. The arm <laughs> <rest>. <laughs> I'm serious, man. I'm serious. Ooh, that's so, great. Yeah. So takeaways, man. Takeaways uh, on on this airline airplanes. Hey, my takeaway is this. I have now learned the best way to fly. Mm. Do not check stuff under the plane. That way you don't have that awkward wait time. And then you don't have to see your luggage come around all ripped up and torn up and stuff. And with stains and, and, and blemishes and stuff. And then sometimes people will take stuff out of your suitcase. Like you look like somebody went shopping in your suitcase. Yes, sir. Yeah, so takeaways, go light. And that way you you can be comfortable. Secondly, try and take care of all of your health needs before you get on that plane. The plane is not the place to be crop dusting. The plane is not the place to be going to bathroom back and forth. Because if you have a J truss on the aisle seat, you only get one time, one time, <laughs> one time to go back and forth. So you got to be careful, man, you know, and plan ahead. Make sure you have your entertainment. And if you know the plane is small, try not to push that headrest all the way back. Mm. There are people behind you. And if you got kids, night will them. I'm playing. I'm playing. I, I know I say night will your kids so they sleep through the whole thing, but I'm only joking. Make sure your kids are well-rested. Not to act up, but so they're not belligerent and so that they're not acting precocious when they go traveling. What are your takeaways? I like those. I like those takeaways. My first takeaway is this. I'm going I'm to piggyback on what Ziggy said. He said he was playing, but we're not saying to NyQuil them, but keep them up all day prior to the trip so that they will sleep on the plane. Keep them up, run them around, run them through the plane, uh, through the airport. Let these kids run till they're tired. Let them get some rest on the plane. Parents, you know your children. You know already that you probably should have either driven, taken a train, got on a bus, something other than a plane because or left them. Or, or leave them at the babysitters. We will pay for the babysitter for you. Get yourself a babysitter for the for the plane. But yeah, definitely. Number two, plan ahead plan ahead you know that the lines are going to be long at the airports uh tsa uh their job is to secure the area and by doing so they will call your name out and you will be checked so pre uh plan ahead don't get mad because you run late for your flight and you got it and you were randomly selected get yourself together Get to the, the the airport for international. I will say two and a half hours. Uh, for national, at least an hour and a half. Get yourself there. Get yeah. yourself comfortable, ready for the flight. Next takeaway. Next takeaway is this, and this is a very important takeaway for everyone involved. See what I said? You didn't hear it. Be quiet on the plane. No need to talk. <laughs> Stay to yourself. Enjoy the moment of clarity. If you're at the window, just look out the window. If you're in the aisle, just look up and down the aisle. Don't talk. 
don't 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 carry on no conversation with anybody don't rest your head on nobody <laughs> just enjoy the flight whether it's an hour or eight hours whatever it may be for your flight time enjoy it and be safe at it that's all i got ziggy hey those are some very very in, insightful takeaways i really enjoyed them thank you very much for sharing hey, yes sir listeners this has been a great great show we really enjoyed this jay trust take us out man hey listen ziggy (laughs) (laughs) i got you shook on that one don't i (laughs) hey listen man listen i'm jay trust that's my boy ziggy and we out peace